0: Brian? Yeah, just just a minute. Hey, listen, sorry, I don't have a lot of time. It's Brian, this, that, and the other. Look, look, okay, I wanna tell you everything. I wanna tell you the truth about wood. You wanna know about the real stuff? You wanna know why the Earth is hollow and why we're being run by aliens? You wanna, you wanna know about the stuff they're putting in your Gatorade and why you should be eating your dogs and why... Why we renewable resources are a lie And we're living inside of a hologram and, and I'll tell you all this But you have to listen to this, that, and the other You have to subscribe hey, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher uh, Don't tell Sam though don't tell right. him. What are you doing? Are you making an ad without me? No, listen, I, I gotta go no. Subscribe to this, that, and the other You bastard 9-11 was a lie What happened to
1: Bill happened? Welcome to Happy News with Perry Kurtz I'm Perry Kurtz. I'll be your host. Today we're going to be talking to a friend of mine who I've known for many, many years. He is a comedian, a musician, a husband, and a father of a very young child. Please welcome David Zasloff. Hi, 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 hi. Hey,
2: woo-hoo. Good to be here.
1: Well, David, I've known you for I don't know how many years. Do you have any idea how long have we known each Probably other? Probably 25. Something like that. Something, yeah, yeah. You, you were 12 when I met you originally. Yeah, yeah I, Now you're 15. I, I
2: just came out and...
1: Uh... Oh, you just came out? <laughs> yeah. You know, your well, wife's going to be really upset if she hears surprised. about that. Yeah, she will. Get the show started. As it's called, you know, it's called Happy News. So the first article we're going to talk about is there was a young man, a boy in school, who was bullied somebody came in stepped in and they got him t-shirts and people went crazy buying them Sixteen thousand were purchased in a few hours so many and the money was going to the boy tell him with therapy and all that it crashed the website showing that people can support those in need so it shows you if somebody needs your help don't be afraid to step up and do the right thing.
0: What well, did you did you have a pretty supportive family growing up?
2: No, I had a very unsupportive family. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of judgment, a lot of negativity, a lot of you're not good enough. No, nothing. No nothing. T-shirts. I had to run I had to run away at a young at a young age. I found Vermont when I was 16. And I became a ski instructor, one of the first Jewish ski instructors in Vermont. Wow. When I was 16, 17, something like that.
1: I don't think there's any now. I think you have to be German to do that. They
2: were all German back then. Now the Jews own the ski slopes. Right. They bought it. I'm serious. It was never that way. When they found out I was Jewish that many years ago, they didn't want to ski with me anymore. Yeah. What's uh, a
0: couple of good things uh, that, that you remember from from back in the days before the homeless portion uh, of it? I guess some brighter spots.
2: I think some of the greatest things were uh, when I was skiing. Um, some of the mornings when I could get to ski alone and I'd be uh, I'd be by myself on top of Killington Mountain and just come down at you know thirty thirty five miles an hour and do these. Really wide turns and a beautiful sunset and fresh snow and and I was you know I was 18 years old. It just felt like oh my god, this is this is just unbelievable freedom.
0: Do you get to go back to Oregon a lot to visit?
2: Uh, I I'd like to. I'm hoping to get back and do some gigs there. I I've done I've gone back and done some gigs and that's been great. When you were instructor
1: there, were you popular? Very. Yeah. yeah. I bet. I bet. I bet.
0: Yeah. Got a real silver fox thing going yeah, on was, around so I had
2: brown hair. I was a brown fox back I then. I imagine. I wasn't I didn't know what fox meant back then. It was just the way it was. Coming from New York, yeah. slick <laughs> talking, good yeah. looking brown hair. And tall all the guy. Well, we we all the women from uh, all the girls' schools, uh, Barnard I think it was, and uh, there was another classic all girls schools that's now Co ed. And we had the vehicle, we drove them up to the ski lodges was a 1957 Cadillac hearse oh wow <laughs>
1: talk about a classic ride Wow and I remember
2: driving the hearse up this up in Vermont on a narrow road icy road couldn't see because it was sleeting or hailing I roll the window down and I'm looking out the window and then the roof of the hearse of the Cadillac flies up and smashes into the hood right so I'm putting my I put my ski goggles on. So I could look out the window and drive at the same time. It was hysterical. Wow. And the girls was, Bennington. That was a Bennington, Bennington College, all-girls school. So them the hood over the fries. engine
1: just lifted up.
2: The engine, I don't know why, It just flew up at about 40, 50 miles That's an hour. That's annoying.
1: I had that happen to me. It was very oh. frightening.
2: And it's a, you know, a 57 Cadillac hearse. That's a That long. was made out of metal. That wasn't plastic or no. fiberglass. So when that hit the roof, oh boy. That was a
1: couple it. hundred pounds, easily.
2: Oh, yeah. Heavy oh, thing, big springs.
1: Did the girls all scream? They
2: were all screaming. Then the car went spinning on an ice, oh, it was just too funny. You it's must, not funny uh, You
1: must have taken hours to calm them down.
2: No, fortunately, the ski large was about a half a mile, a mile away. Oh. So we were lucky. I see
0: what you're saying, though, Barry. <laughs> a little arms around the shoulder, hey. a little don't worry, yeah. the snow patrol's coming. I wasn't that hip. A little pizza,
2: pizza, french fries. Eugene, Oregon is a very liberal town. Yeah. Beautiful town, a lot of intelligence, a lot of culture, but you go four miles. Outside. Outside, five miles. And you are in a whole other world. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's scary out there. And that's But you, you
0: didn't grow up in Oregon, right?
2: No, I grew up in the Bronx.
0: The Bronx, New York. Yeah, that's
2: accounts Can't tell by his New York accent?
0: <laughs> well, I'm just setting him up so you can spike him, Perry. Oh, All right.
2: <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of Jews that have a lot of money, but a lot don't. No. And I'm one of them. Right here. Yeah, welcome, welcome yeah. to the club. Right, like we run the world, you know? Yeah, right. What a myth.
0: Did a lot of that conflict uh, kind of at the beginning, did, did that fuel your comedy and your music? or I guess Only
2: later, because my comedy came later in life. The first thing that came was music. I wrote my first song when I was four. Uh, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Do you remember the song at this point? I remember the picture of the song I was playing. <laughs> I was, I, I'm serious. I, You know, you don't forget that stuff. I remember the picture, remember but not the, the song. I remember the picture of the song, the picture in my head. I was four years old. I was playing my mom's guitar, one string. That's all I could play with, one string. That, well. I was making a dobro out of it with my somewhere somehow. And I was singing a song about a cowboy riding on the horse, sunset, with a big hat. And he's riding off into the sunset. And I remember that picture as clear as day. And then I remember my mom walking through the living room looking at me and going, what? <laughs> you know, what? Wow. So I started writing songs really young.
1: And did you record on a wax cylinder?
2: Because <laughs> it was that long ago. <laughs> no, I wasn't into recording. I don't know. I, No, we didn't have any recording.
0: When you were younger, oh. uh, as far as music was concerned, like, were they like... You need to be a lawyer. Did
1: they um, appreciate your musical ability or did they try to? My, mother, no knew, to my mother?
2: mother knew I was talented. And she and when I was 11, she said to my dad, who didn't care about my talent at all. Really? She, she said to him, go put pictures of musical instruments on the wall. Let him pick one and go get it. So I pointed to a trumpet and my dad went to a hawk shop and got a wow. bugle. Because he wasn't going to front a trumpet.
1: No, they're much more. Spe- they got moving right, parts.
2: Right. So he came back with a, with a bugle, and I blew it right away. I could play that bugle immediately, and I became the bugler of the boys, the jazz bugler of the Boy Scouts. There's a bugle over there. Uh, I could play that. In the uh, I, I became the jazz bugler. Give me that thing. Oh, that's a start. Should I play it right now? Why not? All right.
1: Unbelievable
2: I haven't haven't played in years that's been sitting back there
1: and the redness of your face works really well (laughs) with you
0: I wish I had a bugler when I was in Boy Scouts like (laughs) that I'd be right at I'd be right at morning attention ready to go
1: what instrument don't you play is there any
2: I play them all I just I just had to select a few to specialize on so I wouldn't get so scattered right so I play you know, trumpet, percussion, piano, strings, Japanese flute, shofar. Very I play some cool. odd stuff. Japanese There's flute. and nice. shakuhachi. Nice. Yeah, I studied with a... I got to study with a, a sensei for 10 years. Really? Yeah. Um,
0: That's amazing. You learned all of that in that period after the penthouse or before the penthouse?
2: Uh, I learned that down here in California. This... Is something you've probably never seen. I guarantee I haven't. This is wow Japanese music. Most people haven't seen this. This is called Hanyoko. and I've pretty much stopped practicing this. But I did. I did. I used to play uh, duets with my teacher, and he won. He got me a gig playing for the Japanese pavilion at the La Brea Tar Pits. When that wow. building opened, they called him to play, and he asked me to go play with him. And really? We, we played the opening for for that, and we played stuff like this. This piece is about a half hour. Wow. And and that's that's a, there's some funny symbols on here. And one day, I didn't know what a symbol meant. I, don't think, I'll sh- I can show you one. And
1: that's called Hanyoko? Hanyoko. That nice sounds like something that John Perry. Lennon wrote.
2: Hanyoko.
0: All your weird Japanese fetishes are paying off.
1: Wow. Well,
0: have you I played with anybody famous who has a masturbation addiction? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I probably. What do you mean by I played with? I, would, I will say yes, but I don't want to name any names. Well, just how about,
0: uh, well <laughs> let's just say mine is the <laughs> masturbation. Who are some famous people you you've uh, you've had the I recorded
2: on with. the Japanese flute with Linkin Park.
0: Oh, get out of town with uh with uh, on the
2: Metoria album. Y- there's a song called Nobody's Listening. Really? There's a shakuhachi on there, that's me. Get out of town. Yeah, I'm very famous in Cuba.
0: Wow. <laughs> they love Linkin Park in See, Cuba. See, I'm, I'm glad Perry told me to ask that, because Perry was telling me he's uh, played with tons of people. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I'm all over the place on this interview. That's
2: probably the biggest selling CD I've ever played on. Very cool.
0: Yeah. That's neat, I love me some Linkin Park. You know, Chester Bennington
2: and, yeah. and you know the rest of the It was a great session, him. the session was great. They were going to sample it. They just wanted me to play it once, and then they would record it and sample it. And I just got to the studio because I can play, and I just played it in every place they wanted it. And the guy was standing there; he's playing it. You know, it was like they were, they didn't expect me to do that, and it came out really nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let me move m- let me move the the trains along right now while Perry checks out the next happy news article. I'll go ahead I, and read it out to I'm you gonna, guys.
2: I'm gonna, yeah.
0: Um, so that way Perry can can read. Yeah, Denmark bought. Uh, the country's last remaining circus elephants uh, for $1.6 million so that they can retire the elephants in peace.
1: Yes, they are no longer using elephants in circuses because of animal cruelty. And so this was the last one. Denmark bought it for over a million dollars. That way they can continue to abuse it for their own financial
2: Oh, improvement, whatever. Well, the, I don't of, like zoos. I don't like... Well, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm uncomfortable watching animals pace and not have the freedom to They're live They're not happy. No. They're, I mean, no. look at guys in jail.
1: They're not happy either, but they should be in jail. Uh, These animals didn't do anything wrong. No. But now this will be the last elephant in captivity. which In Los Angeles, I think it was back in March... They passed along that there can no longer be bull riding in Los, Los Angeles because of the physical abuse, but uh-huh. there will still be bullshitting because it is Los Angeles. Of course. That's not going to stop at all.
2: And you don't need a saddle for bullshitting. That's but With
0: right. the, you know, the subject being wild animals being released out of captivity, when, when did you get off the streets? How long were you out there during that period? I was that on the streets for
2: nine or ten months, and then I uh, found a, an open mic. And I went and played at an open mic at a restaurant called Matsumama's. And, <laughs> and the guy liked what I did. I, I played some nice stuff and we talked. And he didn't know I was on the streets. I came back the next week and he liked this stuff again and he said he wanted me to be his musical director and would I take wow. the job. And I said yes and we talked and he offered me a dollar a day and a bowl of soup. I was 35 years old and to me that was a raise. From where I was living, that was a good a gig. A dollar a day a and a bowl. A dollar of soup. a day and a bowl of soup. Wow. It was a raise. And I took the gig and then he said to me that if I brought in money, new money, he would give me money. And that's what happened. I I booked it, I wrote the press releases, I Played, I emceed. I played the piano. I played flute. I played trumpet. I booked co- comedy. I booked all these great musicians that I knew. And when I started booking it, every musician in town wanted to come play. Of that course, place. they did. And uh, the the way to the way to create success was my first question was, I know you're good. Do you have a following? Same thing now. Do they had a following. How many Twitter followers but, do you have? Right, same thing. We made a lot of money. This is, I guess, in the eighties or late seventies. I was making two to three grand a week oh my god we we made money it was so successful that would be like eight grand a week it was phenomenal and of course there was a lot of drugs
1: really i'm surprised to hear that (laughs) don't be surprised in the music industry that
2: there were drugs that's uh, so No, the 80s was there any alcohol a little bit a little bit a little bit i could talk about i was living in rural oregon veneta oregon Making when I lost my I lost my doctorate my grant money to the University of Oregon as a as a counseling psychologist because I spent all my time skiing and white water, running right, white water of I was course white water river why forgot. not and they took my grant away which is cool and then I started doing stained glass I became a stained glass maker went to the dump and I got some used windows used glass I got a little bit some scraps of stained glass i built i read a book I, I built the windows and i went to the the local art gallery mod kearns art gallery in eugene oregon showed him showed him to the director and he hired me to be a uh a stained glass instructor Wow! just off of, that piece. Just off of these I two i've never even heard of
1: anybody teaching stained glass i've heard of people doing it but yeah. i've never ever never heard of
2: instructing and then i started that. i did it for years i became a I built the biggest stained glass window in one piece ever built. It's 10 foot by 6 foot. Usually when you build a window that's 10 foot by 6 foot, you build it in sections. Right. I did one piece. It's one huge piece that's supported by a handmade cast iron frame that was custom made to fit the window. I, before that, I was a, I was a living in the woods, the woods of Alaska for a summer shooting my food. Wow. Really? Yeah.
0: Ask him about that.
1: Yeah, what is Alaska
2: like in the summer? A lot of mosquitoes. So it's warm up there. It's warm. the The summer I was there, it was very rainy. We had, we had like uh, maybe four days of where it didn't rain part of the day, and the sun doesn't set. The sun goes. Right. The sun goes. It's gonna go down, and then whoops, it doesn't go back this way, and then it goes back that way. Uh, But it's never dark. It's sort of light. So you could see the moose at night. It was really cool. That's where I learned about moose burgers and moose turd jewelry. You know?
1: Moose turd jewelry. Yeah, the
2: people would collect moose turds and then shellac them and paint faces on them and sell them to the tourists. And there's somebody doing it now. I just saw there was an article about a few months ago. I saw somebody still doing that. They're scrounging the woods for moose shit. And they're making jewelry out of it, and people drive the Alcan Highway and buy it.
1: If anybody knows of anybody that is masing, making moose turd jewelry, please get them in touch with us. We would love to get one of those products and put I'm that on, on the on air. Man.
2: So I lived in the woods, and I ate chipmunks, I ate seagulls, I ate rabbits. Wait a minute, you caught chipmunks?
0: You I just, shot them.
2: Oh, I mean, still
0: leaving that. Yeah. Was it like a? T- I'm sorry, I don't mean to derail this. Did you were in a tent or like what was the thing? I had a tent. Yeah, we you had a tent. You absolute badass! Really? How long were you there? Uh,
2: for the summer, for four months of the summertime.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, That's hitchhiked so
2: cool. up when the Alcan was dirt. It's now it's paved. The Alcan is the highway that goes up from Oregon up to Alaska, and it used to be pebbles and rocks and shit now it's concrete from what i understand wow people used to drive up they have to put a screen mesh across the windshield because cars would kick up pebbles and crack the windshields wow. so then they would cut a little hole where the driver would look through this little hole otherwise you're driving eight hours looking through all these little crosses drive you crazy,
0: crazy. and you just did that because you wanted to
2: yeah i wanted to i've been a, a whitewater river guide and a and a mountain guide and all that stuff, and I wanted a real wilderness experience. So I got a gun, and uh, and I hitchhiked to ride. I got in the car, and this this guy was going back from the University of Oregon. He's going back home to Anchorage, and after a while we we're talking, and he said, "What are you going to do?" And I told him what I was going to do. He said, "Are you crazy?" And he said, uh, yes. "He said, show you have a gun." And I showed him my 22, and he he said. <laughs> When we got to Anchorage, he gave me a 30-odd-six because I had no idea that I needed to protect myself from animals. I never saw myself as being lunch, you know, I know that I could be eaten by another animal. So he, he loaned me a 30-odd-six so when I was in the woods, I had I had a gun to protect myself. And wow. when I came out of the woods, I gave him the gun back.
0: That's so cool. That's well, very, for me, that's really, really cool. That's
1: right? definitely a change of lifestyle.
0: Well, that's definitely leaving the elephants out the cage.
2: Probably one of the best things I've ever done. Do you think I was th- twenty? I was twenty-five.
1: Do you think that it created any different ways of thinking for Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Because now you were completely living on your wits in there. How did that make you a better person? What do you think you got out of that? Besides, you learned to shoot.
2: Well, that's a very important thing. The gun, I learned that right away. The gun didn't shoot straight. I learned that when I aimed the gun, I had to, I had to aim a little to the left yeah. <laughs> if I was going to hit. But I became, I, I got so good at shooting, I shot a duck while it was flying. No, a seagull. It was a seagull. I shot a seagull, which i are not supposed to shoot. I shot a seagull. <laughs> that made, I shot a seagull Statue while, while it was over. flying. Wow! With was 22. it overhead
1: or was it there? It
2: was overhead with its mate, with a, with another seagull. So long. St- the story is. Wow. The seagull, the dead, the seagull dropped dead, and then the other one started dive bombing me with his shit, you know. And it's in the middle of the wilderness, I got Jeez. this bird flying after me, so I go run and I hide in the woods because it was on, <laughs> we were by a river, and I'm hiding in the woods and the seagulls flying over me trying to find me and then it finally leaves and i clean the other birds and i put it in my i had a rain, a hunting raincoat i put it in my pocket there's not much meat on a seagull and then the seagull flies away but then it comes back with all of its buddies <laughs> <laughs> oh my they're, god they're all flying over here quack, 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 <laughs> this is it <laughs> i was i had a hide in the woods until they left wow it's terrifying Terrifying. That's awesome. And then
1: that flock of seagulls went off to become a band.
2: There you go.
0: (laughs) I I personally like that just uh, because coming out of the woods, facing everything else is kind of easy. Like, you know, normal everyday kind of things after you've
2: eaten seagulls and chipmunks. Totally different. Totally. The biggest thing I learned was I shot a porcupine when I was about a week and a half in the woods and it dropped Jeez. dead and I saw its spirit leave its body. And I had never seen didn't believe in that, didn't but it was clear to me that it's what did it look like? It was the mist. This mist came out of its body and floated up in the air and then disappeared back in the air. And that's when I realized that air is made of spirits, that there's spirits in the air that there there's a vibe coming out of us and out of animals that doesn't die, that vibe—it doesn't have a name. It does. It's not. It's not David. It's not Perry. But it's a vibe that is somehow attached to us. That this goes back in the air, and where it goes, or how, if it stays together, I don't know.
1: Well, they say it's a form of energy, and energy right, cannot energy. be destroyed.
2: Right. So last
0: piece of good news right here, fellas. Dad develops a new treatment for peanut allergies with almost no side effects after his son suffers a severe reaction. So what that means is there is a plausible treatment for peanut reactions.
1: So a lot of people suffer from an allergy to peanuts. And because of that, the airline industry no longer serves Uh. peanuts on the plane. Is that really why? Yes, I'm not surprised. I thought that was just no, cut No, back. they I admitted they that it was. Big it. No, they said that there were so many people, and they said it was something like twelve percent of the people that fly were
2: allergic to it, but they didn't know what it was. Well, you know when that happens, people die immediately. It, really? They that that's that's quick for some people. They have a peanut and they're gone.
1: I wonder if my ex-wife is allergic to peanuts. <laughs> Stop
0: wishing yeah be careful this is all recorded so, so with the news that there might be uh a, a cure for peanut allergies and now that you're a father that's amazing of a young daughter how does that you know have you had doesn't to deal affect you know all my or? doesn't
2: i'm glad that i'm glad the cure is there that's a miracle i had a friend of mine who was really allergic and was it was very dangerous for him i remember how horrible yeah. it was so i had a lot of feelings and compassion for him but my daughter she eats everything she uh, yeah Except Brussels sprouts. That's not oh, that's right.
1: Does she have salads?
2: Not yet. Yeah, she's, I can't
1: get my daughter have
2: She's cute. My wife when I met my wife, she's Cuban, which is Spanish for jealous by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> she, my wife had never had a vegetable. She I believe that. You know, she ate rice. Oh. Rice, beans and pork. Yep. That's it. That's cute. And she would gets. see a vegetable. What is that? Now she eats vegetables. Yeah. And she's also in therapy and I love pork. You know them. Well, and me hopefully too. There's a
0: correlation between the two. Yeah. Did your diet change moving to Hollywood?
2: Uh, my diet changed when I learned I had to eat properly. So now I I eat a lot of vegetables. Tons of vegetables. So I I just stay really healthy. I uh, there was a time when I was completely unhealthy. Now I really enjoy being healthy. And as I get I notice as I get older, the only thing I notice about getting older is if I get hurt, it lasts longer.
1: Yes. You don't heal as quickly. I don't heal. I heal, but not as quickly. Yeah, I've noticed that. Like I got, I banged my shin. Well, you've
2: had everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much. I'm,
2: I'm amazed you're alive.
1: <laughs> well, and I live on nothing but artificial colorings and preservatives. <laughs> everything comes out of the freezer. My doctor actually believes that my body has found a way to assimilate. The artificial colorings and preservatives to keep me alive because internally, except for one issue, yeah. I'm healthy. My heart, my blood pressure is like 106. I over think you 60. need to change
2: doctors. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like
1: you're I going just got a new one. one. Get a new sounds one. Sounds like this you're guy, going to Doctor Hill. This guy's
2: not thinking right. Yeah, well, I just
1: got. I just like, got all my blood tests. Like like goldfish good. stock, right? Yep. Yeah.
0: Other than a cure for peanut allergies, what's the most uh, amazing mention you, oh, you've seen? Oh, you said past, peanut. Like, I thought you said pe- penis, penis allergies. Because <laughs> I know you're not allergic. <laughs> you don't have those.
1: You're not allergic to those.
0: Uh, this guy. Uh, what's the most amazing thing to you in the past 30 years, invention-wise, other than the phone, I guess, and and just the development of internet, like? Because I'm just thinking, when I'm in that age, as you fine, well-aged gentlemen are, I imagine the technology that I'm gonna see pass by. You know, uh, the computers, MPCs to make music, people, people can will produce be and make their own music some, on the computer. There's
2: something, there's something that I'm impressed with on the computer. Very simple, cut and paste. It's fucking amazing to me that you could cut and paste. That's unbelievable.
1: Control C and control V. That's what you use. But
2: you know, I do not write on the computer. I will not create. I write with my opposite hand. I've taught my opposite hand to write. Really? Why is that? Because my opposite, my left hand is, created to, is connected to a different part of my brain. My right hand can write really fast. It can keep up with the bullshit in my head. My left hand is so slow. The first time I tried writing with my left hand, I had a gig and I was scared about the gig. And I had a few hours before the gig and I sat in my hotel room and I put the pen in my left hand and I was going to write the whole script with my left hand to embed it in my brain. Hmm. And I put the pen in my hand and the first thing my left hand wrote was, Hi, David, how have you been? You know, it was like, It was talking to me from a totally different space than my right hand. Same with drumming. Same thing when my right hand would always try and start the drum beat. One day my left hand said, hey, I want to whack at this. So I let my left hand, the right hand didn't want that to happen. But the left hand started a drum beat and it came out totally slower, sexier, groovier and then the nice. right hand just kind of chipped in
1: totally different point of view
2: totally different point of view same thing with jerking off <laughs> absolute <laughs> jerk off you're with, right jer- <laughs> 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 I broke my
0: hand like 3 months ago my righty yeah a whole different there's a whole different strain dealing with your left hand
2: try it with your my left hand wants me to my my right hand just wants to get it done boom over my left hand wants me to enjoy every stroke <laughs> My left hand would light candles if the so right hand would move let it. With
0: your left hand, you guys are on your first couple of dates. Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I, my uh, my left hand is gay. My right hand is just using me. <laughs> I am so glad I
1: stopped masturbating.
0: Oh. oh wow. Do you miss the woods now that you're in the back end again? Yeah, room? I do. Sometimes it's just it'd be easier to just go back, wouldn't it?
2: I, you know, every now and then I catch myself looking at the moon and saying, David, don't forget where you come from. That's right.
0: It's funny because uh, I was about 25 when I spent my year in the woods uh, in Virginia, and it wasn't as extreme as hunting, you know, having to hunt, Um, but coming out of that, uh, I I was kind of a different person. Now, a whole year in the woods by yourself makes you not crazy, it just kind of gives you a different kind of perspective on everything, so it's interesting to hear you come out of that, you know, and then kind of work your way up and then hit the penthouse and come down and then work your way back up again and then, you know, past 30 years just doing what you love, you know. I
2: I always knew when I was on the street I'd be able to get off. I didn't know how, but I had had some kind of really deep faith in my talent that somehow I'd find my way off, but it's not easy.
1: As for the woods, have you taken your daughter out there to where there might be live animals yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We did
2: one weekend. In fact, the first weekend my daughter and I my daughter spent away from her mom we went out Whoa. to the woods we had when we had a cabin okay. we had nice an and she had a camera it was the first time and the first thing she did with the camera was take a picture of me peeing uh you know it's just <laughs> you know snapping love she loves to show it around it's hysterical thank god it was from the back so you
1: yeah i was gonna say did she use it a, a telescopic lens no to, no but it, to it zoom was zoom
2: but she constantly is saying she want how much she wants to go back to the mountain. Good, yeah. that's Good. Awesome. That's really important,
1: especially
0: yeah. with what it had in your life, you know.
2: And I, I, I took her on one. Uh, her first hike was up to Mount Hollywood from Griffith Observatory, and I wound up carrying her two thirds of the way. It took me a week to recover from that yes. hike.
0: Oh, so, last thoughts? Uh, I just uh, any any advice um, that you'd just like to give to some of our viewers as far as just.
2: Life or music or comedy Uh, just keep laughing man just stay stay away from negative thinking keep laughing don't take it don't I can't take myself too seriously whenever I do that's trouble that is trouble stay positive stay uh, you know not happy not necessarily happy 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 but always appreciate the joy of the moment the joy of spontaneity The, the essence of Judaism is to be spontaneously joyful. Oh, I didn't know that. That's huge. That's in the Torah. That's huge. Spontaneously joyful. That's. Okay.
0: And then one thing that's made you happy in the past week. Huh? One thing that's made you happy in the past week. And your okay. wife and your daughter doesn't count.
1: The past week.
0: Being with you guys. Hey. Oh. There it is. That's yeah. what I like to Being hear. Being with you guys. This is great. Right. Close us out, Perry.
1: Uh, Where can they reach you? Do you have a website? I have a
2: website, uh, www.DavidZasloff.com.
1: Could you spell that for them because they're not as smart as us?
2: D-A-V-I-D-Z like in zebra, A like in apple, S like in Sam, L-O-F-F like in funny, funny.
1: Cool. And that's .com.
0: Com. And where can they find you, Perry?
1: Which I found actually stands for communications. That's where oh. it comes from.
0: Oh, nuh Really? Damn. Every so time that I last think week. you're not worth your salt, Perry, you show All up right. with another I piece know of knowledge th- like it finally, that. It
2: finally makes sense. Yeah. I know three things.
1: <laughs> and I don't, I don't remember what they are. He doesn't remember two of them. <laughs> I, uh, what am I doing here? Where
0: can they find you, Perry?
1: Uh, on Monday nights, they can find me at the Park Bar in Burbank. And uh, most other nights, they can find me at the... Uh, the Oaks Tavern in Sherman Oaks, where I do karaoke. Otherwise, perrykurtz.com. If you can't remember my name, perryfunny.com. Uh-huh. And of course, watch for my booking.com commercial, which is still running and I'm still getting residuals on. They're still oh. sending them wow. They're still sending me money, so I'm thrilled to death with that. And where
0: can they find the show, Perry?
1: We You can find the show at the binge on this channel. Also look up this, that, and the other, and it will connect. And, of course, it will be on my YouTube page called Perry Kurtz. And uh, we'll be posting it on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter and Tumblr and Blogger. And you'll be back in two weeks. And Jizzer and all those other (laughs) great. Jizzer. It's It's a small site, but it's only every 20 minutes. Uh,
0: Do you have a closing line yet, Perry?
1: No. I don't have a closing line. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. You can find us He's on still iTunes. still wait, 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 wait. Yeah, for me, for me. All right, thank you guys for listening. There we Here we go. Here we go. Kurtz and Brian Tassara signing off. Happy Hours News is produced by Golden Eye Fools Productions.